like even with like the book, the cute, the source, it's like you're stopping to go, no, hey, actually that was a success. You aim to get a book out there. And like it may not sell from here on out, but my goal was to get a book out there. And I might not sell a copy, might just be floating in storage, but it's like that was my original goal. So that was, yeah, that's success. That's awesome. That's exactly success. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is Humans with Luke McCredden. I'm Luke McCredden, and that voice you're hearing there is Ethan Jenkins. Ethan is a writer, musician, funny guy, and an overall nice guy. And we sat down for a really fun chat and chatted all about the writing process, all about playing music and the different sort of people you play to. Plus, just had a really enjoyable chat. So, so this is episode seven, Ethan Jenkins. Everything feels comfortable. Everything's this is good. good. Comfy seat, comfy room, nice and warm. Yeah. I don't know what, because you wouldn't want like full-blown recliners or anything because you'd just be too sort of... You'd be too relaxed. Yeah. You want to be a bit, you you be a bit up. You want to be lean forward. It's like on edge. playing music. You can never play a guitar sitting like on a slumped out <laughs> couch or anything, can you? You can't. Well, you can. But I reckon Nick... So <laughs> we are playing a gig the other week at um, Clifton Hill Brew Pub. Yeah. And Nick Anderson... Our front man walked out out the door. He's got a really long lead, I think, just for this purpose. And he walked <laughs> out the front door where everyone sort of comes in and then he just sort of laid down in the corner, still playing guitar to the song that I was singing as well. So it was... Like you were actually on, playing I, live, like I, on I was stage. singing. I was singing Valerie. So I only get two songs that yeah. I sing, basically, in the whole <laughs> three sets that we play. And yeah. This was one of them. And Nick just goes, lies down in the corner almost. He's just like propped up, still playing guitar in time. Everything's great. <laughs> And then it gets towards the end and he just stands back up. And then I think someone went down to sit with him and yeah. he just stands back up and walks up and then wow. <laughs> off he goes again. Why not? So a couch would be a happy medium, I yeah. reckon. Have you seen some of the disasters where like at, um, oh, like especially happens at like awards nights and stuff in, in the, like, you know, the Grammys or whatever, where they sometimes try and get off stage, come into the crowd, but then all the noises, the, you know, the sound's completely... Out of time, and they start. It just yeah. throws them completely. It just ends up at just a complete disaster. It's happened to. I think I watched it happen to U two or someone like that, and they just ran back on stage because they couldn't yeah. hear anything. <laughs> Take me back. Yeah. Um. How are you? Good. Yeah. Thanks for doing Good. this. That's all right. oh. Before I forget. Yeah. This is. <laughs> I've got. Probably like an intro to who I am. Yeah. I'm like your pseudo brother-in-law. This is. Paul and Tony's key. <laughs> and I took it out of the special place that no one should know about yeah. on recording where it's hidden. And okay. I accidentally left it in my pocket and Tony asked me, oh, do you have the key? But you know what you've done? Yeah. You've I've, made it my problem. No, I have. No, but I said to her, well, I'm saying, <laughs> and now we've dropped the key. <laughs> now they don't know where it's gone. How about I do this? Put it on. I said, I'll be seeing Luke tomorrow. This is sabotage. So I could either hand it to him or we also left our washing there. So, oh, Jesus. Washing never dries <laughs> in winter in Alwood, but. Man. With the dryer, it does. With the dryer. So, yeah. Um, anyway, good. Thanks for. <laughs> no, but thank you. Thanks for the baton relay of letting me pass that key on. Yeah. Yeah, you've thrown me now. <laughs> I'll deal with that later. 
How to derail the podcast 101. I just give a man a key that he doesn't know he's about to receive. Yeah. Pressure. And and a key for um an important, you know, in laws. Yeah. You can't lose that. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> it's anyway. a shared responsibility though, because the onus is still on me if no. you don't get it to them. No, I know what you'll do. I gave it to Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I got, he said he'll yeah. bring it to you tonight. Yeah. No pressure. He said he would deliver it on time and he didn't. But that's the beauty of this podcast. Mm. You have recorded. Yes. The, tr- the like handover. The actual, you know. Yeah. The, yeah. So, you have proof. Mm. So I've got it. But you also have proof that you've handed that it over. over. <laughs> Man, this is stressful. Yeah, it's stressful. But anyway. Let's move on. I'm just going to leave that there. Here we are. Well, I'll, I'll rem- I can see it. It's very clear to see. Mm. We'll remember it at the end. Yeah. I still think there's some sort of sabotage going on here. No, you're right. Nah. It should be said that we are brothers-in-law. I was thinking about this on the way. I was like yeah. wondering if you did a little intro to your podcast, but um, yeah. Well, your, ki- okay. your kids call me, I'm known as... Well, we figured this out just recently. I used to be known as Ishan. Mm, Ishan. From your kids. Yeah, yeah. Which. And now they've now just they've, grown out of they've it. They've learnt their THs and yep. I'm no longer Ishan. Is that a bit sad for you? Because uh, <laughs> you had a thing there, you know? Yeah. And now you're just another guy. No, it comes, <laughs> no, it comes and goes. Like, so when I remember first, like, first meeting Harper, mm. and as young kids do, not as young kids do, but. Harper was just like, I'm going to marry you. And it's <laughs> yes, just this, just yeah. started dating Ash, your sister-in-law. Yeah. And it was just this awkward, oh, I'm going to marry you. And you're like, okay, I'm mm. just new to this <laughs> just, family. And yeah. you're being full on, but you're a kid. I get it. It's cute. That went away. And then yeah. she asked, when are you and Ash getting married? Yeah. And then just the other day, she said, I'm going to marry you. Again. So she's oh, back she's on it back. again. So full she's cycle. gone full cycle. But I said to her, I've actually got to say, I've got now got the conversation. Actually, Harper, I've got to say in this. So I don't think you can just claim your <laughs> marriage have, with me. <laughs> I have rights, you know. But the boys, in the, on, on the other hand, just didn't. I think Ari was just very cautious. He stared you down oh, for a few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> he was a bit. He's he's definitely been one over. Oh, so, they all. Yeah, have. they're a pushover. I'm not. I'm not a illegal uncle. No, so I'm. Yeah. I'd like to say an emotional uncle. You, <laughs> I get the un- the word uncles thrown in from time to time from yeah. your kids. Okay, so to break it down for anyone um, (laughs) listening, my wife is sisters with my partner. Yeah, I was just—I was about to say it, and it was going to sort of sound confusing, but yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, and here we are. Yeah, and here we are. But um, that's not why I want to talk to you. I don't care about. I thought thought this was a grilling. (laughs) (laughs) A sit down, right? Ash has actually planned for you to have this podcast. What are your intentions? Yeah. <laughs> the delayed what are your intentions? Yeah, chat it's only been officially a few years. recorded. <laughs> um, no, I wanted to chat all sorts of stuff because you're um, you're you're an interesting fellow. You are. Oh, first and foremost, wanted to chat about the most recent sort of thing that you've done in terms of writing the book. Yeah, the cute thesaurus. I've, I've got a book out. You've got a book out. It's weird. That's awesome. It is pretty cool. It's but it's not your first book. book though. Technically, it's your first book independently. It's or? my first independent book. Yeah, yeah. Which. Okay. I, it's just, it's a feed in itself. Like I used to, so I used to work for a publisher, yep. Smudge Publishing, um, and just did a lot of food and lifestyle books. And this is my first little 
own hurrah into yeah. the publishing world. Awesome. Called the Kitsaurus. And it's um it's a lot of fun. Uh explain what it is and why you've done it. It's <laughs> it actually dates back to working for the publisher I you were going to was say, back to 1744. Back to well, when the <laughs> word "cute" actually first came yeah. into the Oxford Dictionary. No, <laughs> when I was working for the publisher, um, Joe, who was also working there at the time, used to say the word "cute" a lot. Right, and I thought, and she didn't just say like "cute." Like there was so many different contexts around the way <laughs> she'd say it. Yeah, so there'd be like. You know, someone that she met, she was like, oh, that boy was really cute. And then she'd see a puppy and be like, oh, my gosh, that is so cute. And then there'd be all these different contexts, but yeah. she's using the same word. So I thought that'd be a really good book to <laughs> kind of like draw out each context mm. and then give, you know, other words that you can use. Suggestions. So, yeah. yeah. So it was, yeah, many years later, just decided almost as a challenge to myself to see if I could self-publish a book mm. or get a book out there. Um, and then also a challenge to illustrate as well. So I've always just kind of had a piece of paper that I've just doodled on and just yeah. done little illustrations. So, But yeah. it's it's interesting. Um, I wouldn't have a clue because I've never done it, but, I mean, the the idea is one thing, but actually doing it, it, it whether it's a – like in this case, it's really – it's a fun book. It's, it is. It's a lot of fun to, to go through and, and whatnot, but, and the pictures are really cool. But behind the scenes, it's it's still a major process for to take on as a solo project, really, yeah. essentially. And so, how did you tackle that? What was it? Did you need to find a publisher first? Did you need to, you know, find people to help you? What's the? Yeah. So I decide. I have a lot of friends. So some are still in publishing. Um, one of my closest mates, Grace. She was working. Well, she worked for Penguin, and then she went out on her own. And she was just like my go-to, any questions, just handball them off to Grace. But I kind of, I think what was most helpful was making it easy for myself. So I decided to, like illustration-wise, a lot of people I knew use, use this program Illustrator. I'm like, that's not going to work for me. I've got to make this easy so I can <laughs> do it. So I ended up getting an iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil and just awesome. basically, it's basically just like a little sketch pad and just, Uploaded all my drawings from there. There's so many mistakes. Like I look back on it now as a project, I'm like, oh, I would have done that differently, and uh, oh, I would have could have done <laughs> so much that better. Would be but a that's rule just for the, anyone, wouldn't it? Definitely. Even like songwriters or movie makers, they're, never, or, uh, they're always any, progressing, never fully happy yeah, with their work. Yeah, yeah, same with this book. But it's it's I got to kind of realize that and then go, no, nah, this is an accomplishment. Yeah, I've done totally done something yeah. awesome. But um, yeah, so just made it easy for myself, and yeah. then I had a fully finished book that I presented to a publisher, Smith Street Books, which are just around the corner from this podcast. Yeah. And literally just sent a bit of a Hail Mary email, just like, what do you think of this? And then Paul, who runs that, was just, yep, can I meet with you? Let's talk about it. Awesome. And it was great because at the meeting he said, I just wanted to check that you weren't a crazy person to deal with. I really <laughs> love the book, but I just wanted to meet first just to suss you out. And then he was like, yeah, it's great. Let's go for it. What? Did, what is, did, did he delve into that? Like, did he get a lot of people submitting things? And I think so. Yeah. I think for him, he was more talking about like the follow through of, because at that stage, oh, okay, yeah. you're submitting it to a publisher, but then it's not a fully formed like project until they have a few things that they might want to change within the okay. book. And yeah. there wasn't too many changes um, as... I kind of pitched it to him as a complete project. So, 
it was kind of already done, signed, and then just a couple of T's awesome. to, you know, yeah. cross iced it up. So totally. And what um has been I mean, it's been how long's it been out for now? It's like a year? Came out not in February. So what's that? Right. Half a year? Yeah, yeah. So what's where's it at? I mean, do they do more runs of it? Like if it's because I, I know it's sold quite well. It's got five thousand copies out there. Yep. And they'd give you like they give you I've that yeah, they give you details of like this is how it's going. Yeah. Um, it's weirdly, it's really weird because it's, I knew it was going to be in Australia and then it's also like Paul goes, oh, it'll be in the US and UK as well. And in my head, I'm like, oh, it'll just be on book depository and Amazon. So people can buy it online. And then he's distributed, like there's bookshops over there and I've got mates in the US and mates that were in the UK at the time that have gone to bookshops and found it. I'm just like, this is insane. That's great. Why is this? Yeah. You know, and do you get much? Have you had much feedback? Like, obviously, probably family and friends or whatnot. But do you get mainly just family and friends? You don't get too many strangers sort of shooting you a message on Facebook. Well, there is the power of fans, fan club. Yeah, no, there's a big fan club. No, (laughs) there's not this cult following yet. (laughs) I might be one of those artists that die and then and then pick up this book and then it's like, oh, this is great. (laughs) I don't know, but um, yeah, the weirdest one that I've had was. A guy that I followed his art on Instagram. This is like the power of the internet, but I followed his art on Instagram. Loved all his stuff, and we just struck up a conversation about illustrating and art. Yeah. And then he saw that I was releasing a book, and he's in Paris. Right. So he just bought it online. Wow. And I've never met this guy, but he's just gone and That's cool. bought my book because he just saw what I've done, and then bit of a respect there it type is. thing. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, so what? What have you got? Much coming up? Are you doing another? A follow-up? Yeah, so I have had a lot of, uh, well, not a lot. I've got had a couple of kids' books on the back burner that is sort of, well, they are under production, but it's just going through that phase, like kind of reassessing where I'm at. So having done the cute thesaurus, just going through like, all right, what would have I done different this time? Yeah. What will make it easier? Um, I'm kind of looking at pitching it not as a, complete project but having the illustrations there as a guide to what it can look like but um there's a book coming out called everyone ends up saggy in the end yeah um this is what this is what i've wow that's (laughs) a great title it's um been out (laughs) as a like a written piece that a few mates know about for a while right but it's finally just getting like the yeah the illustrations together awesome and you're doing this through the same avenue, like through same company you've dealt with in the past, and nah. So they don't do kids books, so it's right. a whole new okay. ball game. Just trying to suss out who to pitch to. Yeah, so yeah. if there's any fans of the Humans Podcast that are <laughs> in children's publishing, well, yeah, get in touch. Everyone ends up sagging in the end. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. So the process of it is it because I've spoken on the podcast to some film um, directors and producers and stuff, and the you know the timelines are years you know like huge yeah. what, what's generally speaking a book and obviously there's all different types and shapes and sizes of books but is it can you pump them out pretty quick or is it a fairly lengthy process as well you could with if you had like if you had a firecracker under you and this was your sole job mm. to pump out a book you could definitely do it quite quick yeah it's just the turnaround on printing as well yeah okay. but it's yep. Yeah, I feel like for these books personally, it's an idea that's been around for a while. 
trying mm. to make it gel with other mates that are yeah. illustrators that may have been keen and then sort of like it loses momentum. Yeah. And I feel like it's just that early stage of doing any sort of yeah, yeah, sure. um, art or media, just like trying to juggle momentum and get yep. things pushing forward. And di- and working with other people too in terms of, you know, other owners of the project can be difficult yeah. as well. If one of them drops off in terms of just momentum, not def- not drops off the project, but it can really stunt the whole thing. Juggling momentum yeah. is a, yeah. So you're doing this one on your own again or is this one? This one on my own. I think that's something that I've, learnt in like an yeah. artistic process of just I can kind of yeah push yeah, cool. all the momentum forward if I'm taking care of everything yeah, awesome. but I do like it kind of makes me sound like this lonely struggling artist <laughs> but I do like working with people yeah. like I really do enjoy it but sometimes I'm just like all right I'll take that project back like this was with a, a dear friend of mine yeah and then she just couldn't get it going for she had so many things to do and yeah it just got to the point where I thought, oh, I actually really want this to yeah. see the light of day. So I just was like, do you care if I take this back? Like, I know you promised to do this, but I'll have a crack at illustrating it. And yeah. I think just even as well, building up confidence in my own illustrating. Yeah. And yeah, just being like, oh, I can I can draw. Yeah. I can do this. The work, It's it's amazing, like, being able to do it on a iPad or something like that. Like, what, you know, the, you know, if you said that, 20 or not even 20 it would just be out of this world sort of thing but the ability to do that and then turn it straight into an illustration in a book because it wouldn't get much else done to it once you've done it right like once you're yeah it's crazy it's amazing it's pretty insane it's probably one of those things that really um we probably see more content because of it from people that can't necessarily um do what they need to do in terms of pen on paper or something and go through the right avenues to get it done professionally and blah, blah, blah. Being able to sort of do it yourself in that format might mm. mean we can see a bit more from people we might not have been, you know, Yeah, normally, totally. Which is really cool. Yeah, I do. Part of me still does like the um, the analog feel of just yeah. <laughs> pen on paper, but I totally agree like with... I, just any digital like medium for art, yeah. it's so easy to share. Oh, for sure, for sure. So easy, so much easier for people to find you. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's one of those social media discussions too. Like, I always, I'm always in two minds about the what I think of social media, and sometimes yeah. it's just like, no, nah, it's just it's shit. Like, it's just it's a it's a breeding ground for just shit fights and just <laughs> hate and like you know. But then on the other hand. Like if you look, if you if you, I suppose use it in a positive sense in that just either connecting with the people you want to be connecting with, sharing ideas, sharing the things that you've been doing, then that's that's what it's for, and that's that's the beauty of it. Totally. And then connecting with people you've never met and may never will, like you were saying about the guy in Paris or mate John. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and in the guests I've had on the podcast or that I'm having in the pod, in the podcast in the future that, you know, just reach out on social media and bang, there you go. Mm. It's, so that's good. It's a, it's a, it's a tool. Like it yeah. can be, it's like fire can be, you know, used to cook a delicious meal or burn things down. <laughs> it's <Yes>. that's, <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Um, the other thing I, I sort of referenced earlier was the, the was it the burger book? Is that what it was called that you had involvement in? Yeah, it just so sounds like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All my mates have thought that that was yeah. the dream, the dream job. It was, it was a bit of a dream job. Um, 
the the smoke and mirrors behind any sort of food media or food books was that um, I am the writer of it. Like the, the gig of being the writer of a food book isn't yeah. as good as being a photographer. Because yeah. I'm looking at photo, a lot of photos <laughs> of burgers. You, you would have done so, samples and done. Well, this some is of the, the thing. Research. So when I first went into the company, research. yeah, research. <laughs> when I first went into the company, there was um, a lot of, like I guess, a questionnaire type, like writing from information that a company has given you of what they want to project about themselves. Yeah. To an audience, which is yeah. which is good, but then what I just like thought would be better and get a more authentic result or not even authentic, just like a better result Yeah, was going in to interview these people because it's a lot of like, it's an off the cuff conversation. You're getting unedited answers. Like yep. if someone's filling out a questionnaire, they're going, Oh, should I write this? Yeah. Or, oh, totally. Yeah. So a lot of be it, like, a imagine lot if of you it. tried to do your podcast, but it was like, <laughs> you like had a, a voice actor reading out my responses yeah. that I've written to you of what a I week, want to say a week ago <laughs> yeah. and read rewritten It'd and be be, oh, no, I'll change that. It'd be so fabricated and bullshit. Wouldn't it? Not saying you would, but I'm just saying the actual responses. No, no, no. I would give you fabricated yeah. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But the responses you'd get would be just, oh, no, that, no I don't want to say that because might, they might read it out wrong. Yeah, they might think, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm awesome. Yeah. No. Fuck that. Yeah. So, no, well, that's good. And um, that's a good way to do it. And um, did you find yourself, though, the only, the only thing with that, and especially if you're, because it was, like reviewing sort of or ranking or rating? Uh, it wasn't really a ranking or reviewing system. It was basically just where to find oh, okay. the best. Right. Like just Because I was going to say with any of those sort of, and a lot of, there's a lot of bloggers and stuff out there that do the, you know, the best burger or the best coffee or whatever. Mm. If you go in to do like say an interview or, a, you know, just chat to these people, if you connect it on a personal level, <laughs> you'd feel obliged to actually make sure that their review was good. Even if it was, oh, like, yeah, do you know, like, it can be well, really Well, there is, because a lot of them, they, like, the chef, when I was doing face-to-face interviews for it, the chef would come out and be like, oh, try this, this is, you know, our signature, whatever, yeah. and they want to look after you because they want a good review. So you do, it's yeah. not a good review, it's just the way that you positive. paint the picture of that. Yeah, business. yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're all positive, it's just telling a story, basically. Yeah. The, um, in the first episode that on the humans podcast i spoke to michael I've heard it. yeah good yeah but we spoke <laughs> a bit about the you know the bloggers and obviously michael owns a bar and a restaurant mm. and, and whatever else and you know he was sort of saying that daily you get multiple messages going i'm a blogger i want to write about you yeah i, I just want a free meal and it's, it's just no a bit of a bit of a i don't know it's almost about them it's not about what they're reviewing in quotation yeah. marks or where they're going it's become a bit too There's much. There's a whole economy in it. Yeah. That's literally so other work that I do now. Um, I work for a company that does rights content for social media. Yeah. And yeah, like they, the approaching of influencers and influencers approaching like food businesses, which poor food businesses, they have like the smallest return of investment for yeah. any companies. Out yeah. There. They're not making much money, but people think, you know. Yeah, the amount of customers through the door—they must be killing it. Well, that's another thing that I'd never realised. And again, um, Michael and I spoke about it. Was the 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 margins were really low, and I didn't realise that. I would, I, I I sort of assumed with the 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 amount of people pouring money over the bar to get to yeah. get beer and whatever, it must have been a a high you know gross profit margin sort of system. But no, apparently no, not, not which is surprising. But yeah, and so then in turn. 
all these people are going, give us a free meal and I'll write a blog about you on something that not many people will read. <laughs> you can't really justify Which, doing that. Yeah. I think it, it's it's a hard system because sometimes like you've got to justify if it is worth it. Like, yeah. Are you going to get a return on bums on seats for people coming in the door? Because that's at the end of the day. Like you can have heaps of people talking about yeah. a restaurant, but if you've got no one coming well, in. Well, I, I still think there's still um, – Oh, there's still absolute value in getting someone doing a, a blog or review or a write-up on your restaurant or bar or whatever it is, for sure. Because, But I think every second person, it's like, it's, it's like you know, a lot of retailers um, in like the outdoor category, for example, is where I'm sort of connected with like a lot of people that go fishing every once a month or something will contact a fishing supplier and say, hey, I go fishing, can I use your gear for free? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to get anything out of that. But then there's some people who you go, he uses our gear or eats at our restaurant or whatever. There will be a return because yeah. he's got a fair bit of influence. Who who are the big fish in the outdoor outdoor game that that you want the big fish influencers? Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, all of those guys that are decent um, influencers in that field are just completely covered in sponsors already. You know, so the little they're already loyal, yeah. Like, and predominantly, it's the people on TV. It's hard with social, like you know, if you're a, and it's no different to probably every industry. Like, if you're into golf, your your social media feed's probably flooded with that sort of content, and you, there's so many people playing golf, and there's so many people interested in it. It's like fishing. There's you know millions of people, um, hundreds of thousands of people in Victoria that do it, and everyone's a. A, a guru, you know, on, yeah. on social media, or they've got a YouTube channel or whatever. So it's kind of unless it's going to be, you're going to get bang for your buck. You, you don't just hand your product out, you know. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you're giving it away, you're not going to be no. selling much. Yeah, but yeah, and you, you, it doesn't. I mean, it's not hard. So you, you you only have to have a bit of a flick through the people that are asking. Flick through their social media pages or something. And go, yeah, and nah, no one's really watching your stuff. But but again, there's some that are like for, for sure. There's some that you go, yeah, let's um help these guys out, and they'll definitely help us. But each the world of social media, yeah. Again, Crazy. is it a good thing? I mean, and that's Facebook too. Facebook's just a, a marketing platform now, isn't it? Oh, you mean <laughs> that's all it is, right? It's a place where people are selling all their ushies. Yeah, that's all I see these days. <laughs> but like the the day, oh, I don't know, maybe. The, but the days of connecting with people on Facebook's harder now the organic reaches are not there anyway if you wanted to just sort of say hey you know i'm doing a this thing yeah it's pretty cool it's now it's, it's just a advertising platform you've got to pay for even if you think, want to promote something anyway. yeah even to think of like my own i've got a lot of mates that are musicians and for mm. them to advertise their own gigs because they're not you know they're again they're just like a small i guess they are a company within themselves they're yeah. just a small artist that they're trying to play a gig locally. I hardly get to that till so much later in the piece and then I go, oh, yeah, just playing a gig at North Social. Are they like, paying, they're not paying for it? Well, yeah, well, they're just putting it on but it just gets lost in the, yeah, yeah. the big feed of They've advertising. They've pretty much made it where now if you're, not, if you're not paying to promote any of your posts, it's it'll never get seen to a degree. To some, to yeah. some degree. <laughs> I think, well, if you want it really... I suppose shared and out there, you got to put some money behind it on Facebook, but you know it's the way it is. 
It's life. How is the music thing? The music you thing. You guys are fun. The Velvet Arches. The Velvet Arches. Yeah. Oh, man. All the different things. Books, burgers. I know. And Books, burgers, and bands. And bands. There's, there's, um, there's a next book. Books, burgers, yeah. and bands. <laughs> Books, burgers, and bands. Um, wow. No, we're good. We're just a... Just a cover band, really. Yeah, I know, but it's but fun. there's a lot. It's that's the thing. There's a lot of fun in being a cover yeah. band. I see. Yeah, I see a lot of mates that do original music that I love. Mm. Like love going out to see their gigs, and it's such a I don't know. It seems like such a pure art form to write these stories and songs and then perform them. But we're just taking all the best songs that have already been written and just putting our own spin <laughs> on it, which is like a bluegrass sort of. Yeah. Mumford and Sons style. Yeah, describe your it's band because fun. it's a um, it's a really cool setup. And we're th- yeah, we're a three piece that uh, we've got Nathan Wilson on the kick drum, plays banjo and swaps to mandolin sometimes, and on backing vocals, Nick Anderson, whose voice sounds like oh, he sounds like a cement mixer sometimes. Like there's a bit of gravel thrown in his voice. It's pretty. <laughs> It's rough but amazing. Yeah, it's brilliant. Like it's bril- brilliantly so rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's on um, acoustic guitar as well, and then yep. I'm on bass and backing vocals. So. Cool, very cool. Um, worth a search. I'll, um, you know, when I share this podcast, plug, plug on, it in the show notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. <laughs> no, but um, you guys do a lot of you know weddings and functions and things. We also play at the the market. Yeah, uh, Vic Market. Yeah, which Queen is pretty Vic cool. It's been a good regular and, and at Clifton Hill Brew Pub. Yeah, yeah. Regular. But one thing I've noticed and. Um, I haven't seen you live yet. <laughs> I'm coming next week. No, oh, the week, uh, after. week after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Queen Vic Market. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Um, but one thing I know for a fact because I've seen photos and all sorts of it, people go nuts. It's that, a how's weird, that feel? It's a weird vibe. Like being because we do weddings. Like ninety five percent of our gigs are weddings, mm. and people don't. Well, no, depending on the right mood, people go nuts at a wedding. But mm. also, you're playing to a mum and. You know, their kid dancing on the floor a lot of the time as well. So, I don't know. There's something about the Vic Night Market where there's just the right amount of tourists slash there's, you know, people just in a good mood. They're out. It's a Wednesday night as well, which I thought would be a hard sell yeah. to get someone on the dance floor for yeah. a Wednesday night. So, I think it's just a good – it brings a lot of people from everywhere. The pressure um, of doing a wedding must be – like as in – not so much the pressure. You know what you're doing. You know your craft. But I mean, you know, if it's just a hard audience, <laughs> no, <laughs> you've got to look at each no. other at some point and go, oh, what time is it? It is. Yeah, you have some of those nights. <laughs> yeah, you we, have it's, to. Yeah, you, yeah, we've yeah. had some weird, wild nights and some really quiet ones as well. Yeah. Like yeah. you just you get to a point where you go, it's okay. We're getting paid for playing in front <laughs> push, of push through two people dancing yeah. or the whole wedding yeah. party dancing. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, you you're guys offering a ser- this is this is the funny thing that we found out with bands, wedding bands in particular, just because the couple likes the real specific style of us, which is like bluegrass music, doesn't mean all their friends and family are going <laughs> to like it, and like they might be really into it, which is great, and they're trying to and. At the like, you think the couple would be dancing to us? Yeah. They will at the first dance, yeah. guaranteed. But then they're just off talking mingling. to everyone and mingling, and then they go, "Oh, why didn't everyone dance?" It's because it's like, well, your friends don't like the music you yeah. like, <laughs> or you need new friends. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's understandable. But the 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 light the um 
the pubs and the market and stuff like that, I suppose you've got more of a um, people who people would be more drawn to it because if you know they'll come, they'll hear it and come. Or rather than we're here, we have to sit through it. Yeah, yeah. people are choosing to come. Yeah, so that's so that's probably the strike rate's better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, well yeah, the, the, people the, in the, the crowd stri- because the, the, the dancing are, strike rate's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, have, we have more yeah. crowds at weddings because there's. Yeah. People have to be there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lock-in. <laughs> that's a weird lock-in contract. But you will listen and you will sit there and eat dessert. Um, yeah, but that's okay. That's all right. It's too. fun. It's it's good. We yeah. have we have fun. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're getting paid to play music with your mates, and you get like nine and a half times out of ten, we're getting fed every time. Yep. Um, and yeah, you're getting paid. To play music the, with mates, it's a pretty good gig. And that probably, is, I suppose, is um, going back to what you were saying about you got friends that play original stuff and whatever. That, that's the um, catch-22, isn't it? If you want to make music, uh, make money straight away and make a decent amount of money, it's basically you've got to play covers. Yeah. To, unless you're, obviously, unless you've built yourself up and you've got a good following and you're getting paid to play venues. Totally. Yeah. Um, all, all the, all a lot of the pub gigs, the ones that are, there's like a certain crowd that is just like you have covers gigs. Yeah, it brings people in. Yeah. People want to have a drink on a weekend and the sing along tune. to songs they know. Absolutely, and request horses by Daryl Bray. Do you do <laughs> that? No, <laughs> we have it. It's it's strategic. Is that the most requested song? Yeah, definitely. Really, it's strategically on like our phone, so we just wait to the last moment. They're nagging, nagging, nagging. And then Nick will just go, all right, we're done for the night, and then just play that. So all the anger of, like, the last <laughs> song happening is then just, like, it just subsides as, like, horses comes on because they're like, oh, I love this song, and then we just start packing up. Isn't it amazing that that's become such a – well, not become, it's, it's always been, but that no, is such a – No, it's had a resurgence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because Daryl played Falls. Yeah. Um, was it last year or the year before? Yeah. Insane. But, like, a Surely you'd be sick of playing that song if you were him. Oh, well, <laughs> not when you're writing your own checks. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, guys, he must have sitting there one day and gone, really? You want me to? Okay. okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. How much you pay me? Okay. Done. Like, it's amazing. Oh, I, like, it's, I wonder, what is it about that song? I don't know. It, I feel it's it's a, it's a moment. Yeah. It's just like, it's just that sing-along it's special. It's that. It's perfect, the yelling. Perfect, it's the build. Yeah. It's the. And I think if you if if you place it in at the perfect, perfect spot of intoxication. Yeah. Well, that it is an end of night song. <laughs> it is, and it just oh, it just resonates with everybody. It's, but it's just I just find it bizarre. Like it's, I mean, yeah. Like I said, he must be sitting back going, "This is unbelievable. I'll take this because I should have retired twenty years ago." Yeah. And has he got any other song? What's another Braithwaite song? I'm I sure he does. Not name one. Oh, that's being disrespectful. I'm sure he does. It is, but but name two. No, I can't. Maybe a vox pop <laughs> segment for humans. Okay. Name another Dale Braithwaite song. I feel like I should Google it. I feel bad. Um, but there's a lot of that. One hit wonders make me laugh. They're funny. There's some classics. And you what are your favourites? One hit wonders. Yeah. Jesus, I should have thought about this. before. Vanilla Ice is the classic. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And then the whole ice is back with the brand new invention, but it's like his one. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Here's a theory on one hit wonders mm. and kind of knowing music. Like, are they one hit wonders or are they just no? The idea of a one hit wonder is like they've just 
hit the ceiling or it's just that we just haven't discovered their music and there's probably like as good music mm. i'm not saying this about vanilla rice by yeah. the way but there's like are there artists that we just haven't gone into their back catalog and find stuff well when you say we i think we may have but it's a lot of it's so driven by radio or, yeah. or mtv or whatever it is so i feel like you know, and I, I was thinking, I was just thinking when you were saying one hit wonders, for some reason, Huberstank comes in. Huberstank, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, oh. I, I, I didn't buy an album based on them, but the, the song they had out, The Reason, was it? I want to say that was what it was called. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, and, and The Reason Is You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that their I think that's it. That was it from as far as I know, but I never researched or delved into it even if i did that's me they were never released again commercially well then and i'm not saying never there may have been one or two or something but do you know what i mean like so yeah so what you're saying i don't know it's it's obviously something that either their record company or marketing department or whatever have not done a good enough job <laughs> at putting the next one out there um tub thumping or chumba oh, chumba wumba what are they doing exactly these that's know. another. There's yeah. a question. Name another Jumbo Wampus song. <laughs> oh, I don't tub know. Thumping. Yeah, it's bizarre though, isn't How it? How could you follow Tub Thumping though? Because there's, ba- yeah, there's <laughs> there's bands out there that seem to have four or five singles that you know, and you're like, but they're not that catchy, or I don't know. I don't know. Is there? Yeah. Have you ever thought about? Do you ever? Do you ever have these discussions when it comes to music? If you could have written any song, uh, what would it have been? Do you yeah. ever do you ever do? Because oh, we have those. Oh, I have those conversations with friends. What would yours be? Well, I've broken it. Down. <laughs> These are drinking questions, and I broke it down into a couple of categories. Because, well, are you asking because I want? Do I want the song that's made the most money? Yeah, or do I want okay. The song this is the yeah that makes me go. I need the context around it. Yeah. So, if there's a, yeah, no, you go. You you tell me yours first, and I'll tell you mine. If there was a song that um, I would have loved, I would love to sit back and go. I wrote every part of that song, and it happens to also be my favorite all time song as well. But it's Hotel California by the Eagles. Great song. There's so many guitar lines yeah. that I just I'd love to have. Would you have been? What's your role in that song? If you're performing live, because there's like oh, you can write the song, but are you up there singing yeah. it, playing yeah. guitar, all all that? Of course I am. All yeah. that. I'm not lead singing it because I'm I'm not that good, but I'm ripping those solos. <laughs> those harmonies out. though, they're <laughs> crank it in the back. Uh, I haven't thought about being a part of it, but yeah, just wrote it right to yeah. kick back one day and look at your back catalog and go, "That was mine." And, yeah. and that would that be my one hit wonder? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me it would have to be based on the fact that it's probably got the most plays of me belting it out in the car on the mm. way home from a gig. Probably as well. Yeah. Is and to a gig, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Wow. What a song. It's a great song. I nearly said a Queen song because Bohemian Rhapsody is another one of those just epics tracks. That it you is an epic. Imagine writing that. But yeah, Don't Stop Me Now. And would you be fronting that? Song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be Freddie. I'd have the, I'd have the mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good song. What a band. And then, but then, you know, then there's songs that are probably, yeah, just. Have made more money, although I'm sure either of those two songs have made more money than we can ever imagine. Yeah. But you know, the songs that are just, I guess, some of the Michael Jackson songs are, you know, in terms of money and yeah, don't know, yeah. But anyway, 
My hat was in the Hotel California ring. Hotel California. Yeah. Have you heard my song? It's called Hotel California. Have yeah. <laughs> it's oh, got yeah, like yeah. six guitars in oh, it. That's cool. Yeah. Mine's doing something now. That's okay. Yeah. Thanks, Freddie. How's it going? Do you ever think, man, I wouldn't mind just having a crack at being in a band where we write all our own tracks? I know all you guys have written oh, some. Oh, yeah, but all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But going um, down that path? As the band that we are now? We, well, we not necessarily, it, but, but nah, just... definitely like original music. Yeah. I don't know. I feel I'm definitely someone that there's so many ideas bubbling and things that I have passions towards in mm. the art sphere, particularly like with music. There's so many mates that you see them on this path where they're like, oh, they just wrote that and that story that they're telling you. just like, oh, I want to have a crack at that. Do you write? Like so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I have like a... My phone is like full of voice memos of me just like in the car being yeah, like... that's cool. Like, oh, by the way, the theme music in this <laughs> podcast is you. I forgot all about yeah, that no, for a second. Right, yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, right, that's my uh, first hit. That's is my that, one hit wonder. Your, <laughs> you will go down in history as writing the theme song to uh, humans. Um, yeah, because, you know, you're young. You're obviously very talented. Chick. You're still young as well. Thank you. You're further on, but you are still young. Further on? Yeah, <laughs> not, no, not, no, no, not no. You've on. said your piece. Now <laughs> shut up. Um, but, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, I think it's one or the other, though, isn't it? you sort of got to commit to it, do you think? Like, obviously, you could juggle both. You could do your cover band thing and get plenty of work yeah. and whatever, but do you think um, it's something you will do? Like, just maybe oh, commit to a, an original? I've always spoken to just seeing mates do it. Like, even we've got a mate that he's – Oh, it's weird the way he came into our lives. He's our friend's dad, and we were at, playing at a wedding with the with the Velvet Arches. Yeah, and um, our mate's dad was just like, "Oh, you got to get Lance up on stage to sing a song." And we're like, "Who's who's this Lance guy?" And then we, he's just like, "Oh, can you play like you know just a blues number?" And he got up to surprise the wedding, like the couple, and um, he's in his fifties, but he didn't start music until he was. Well, he's always been musical, but he didn't. He released an album, I think it was maybe three, three, four years ago. How long have we been friends? Yeah, three, four years ago. Right. And before that, he hadn't released anything. Okay. So he was just like, oh, I'm going to give it a crack. Yeah. So, oh, well, so, so yeah, like stuff like that, you're just like, oh, there's heaps of time. Well, there's certainly no rules. Like, it doesn't, yeah. But yeah, I guess it's a, um, yeah, it depends how hard you want to push yourself with it, too, isn't it? Like, do you want to just completely throw yourself out there and do what you need to do to make it work or just do it. Just depends on the end goal. Or give, Yeah, I was going to say, that you just sort of give yourself a goal of want to write enough um, material for an album, release it independently as, you know, not necessarily try and spend hundreds of thousands on it, just just do it yeah. to, went to, to and create something I'm really proud of and then, you know, if that, see, that's it. Yeah, I think with the access of like how much resources you have to, Create something quality, even compared to like what music used to be yeah. recorded quality-wise. You could easily put out work, I guess, just the end goal of like, mm. where do you want this to go? Are you wanting to write because you have this itch to yeah. release music? Which I think a lot of people do, but I think some people see like, nah, I just want that kind of music. Yeah. Like, like some people like the lifestyle look of it, which yeah. there's not many people I know, nah. or if if any, but... It's a lifestyle that's pretty... Um, pretty isolated. Yeah. Pretty, like... It, it's also... Not much money in it. No. It's a, it's it's a, a bottom end, middle end. 
Yeah, it's a funny one. I think, um, yeah, I think it, I think it just depends on which way you sort of want to tackle it and what your end, like you said, your end goal wants to be. I I spoke to um, again one of the podcasts, Cameron Ford, who directed a, a, a documentary recently, The Bikes of Wrath, and we we're talking about the music in it, which was amazing, and effectively all the music, um, bar a couple of artists, were all sort of unsigned, unknown, with all due respect, Australian artists. And what that that alone, like I think there was one artist that provided about twelve songs in the in, awesome. the in the movie in the series, and I'm like, you know, that's success as well. Like, and I don't think you know you need to be playing Wembley Stadium for oh, success, totally. and, I, and that's probably where the vision skewed for a lot of people. It's not, yeah. if, it's, if it's not, you know, if it's not being the it's charts, not successful. yeah, yeah. I think that's super important. Just like defining success, and even stopping, like even with like the book the cute the source it's like you're stopping to go no hey actually that was a success you aim to get a book out there and like it may not sell from here on out but my goal was to get a book out there and i might not sell a copy might just be <laughs> floating in storage but it's like that was my original goal so that it. was yeah that's success that's awesome that's exactly success that's great so and it's a great way to look at it and i think you can easily be skewed too like or your vision, um, or your or your go- end goal can be shifted. Like, I think if you just start with and remember what why you started doing it, don't get caught up in. Yeah, but I kind of you know want to sell ten million copies. <laughs> you know, reality is well, yeah, well, <laughs> it's on its way. I'm not saying the cute thesaurus won't get to ten million. Well. No. Might get to no, no, not at all. But yeah, so I think I think you have to you have to take that that sort of opportunity to stop and go. Well, well, this is my goal. I have got to stick to it. Or like in your totally. case, that was my goal, and I, I did it. Yeah, I think it's super important, particularly in like any sort of art form, to yeah. just look back and just actually be proud of. You may have progressed with the kind of work that you're putting out now, mm. but to kind of be proud of what you've done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even in just general life, like with oh, your yeah. job or your whatever you're doing, you sort of, yeah, there's so much. Everything's so horizon and yeah. what's next and, yeah, yeah. yeah. we never so, really take a moment to stop. No, just, no, you sometimes just need to stop and go, you know what, regardless of what was going to happen or might happen in the next couple of years, this, this is where we're at right now and we've, we've done a fucking good job at it, you know? It's even, you know, it's just, yeah. I think there's too much pressure on everyone, oh. including self. Like that self-pressure is probably the worst. Oh, totally. You know, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you are. As a, 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 someone creative like yourself, you're probably constantly second-guessing yourself or checking, the, your, yeah. checking your illustrations again and going, oh, I could have done that better, like you said earlier. It's true. I think the, the hardest thing even as well, another problem is just not feeling work is good enough at the start to kind of, it's like getting that momentum as we were talking about before and you kind of second guess yourself before even starting so you're just like oh i've got this idea but i can't put all the pieces together so i won't pursue it yeah oh totally or like i don't have these pieces yet so i'm not going to go for it so that's just stops like, so many people doing anything doesn't it you, yeah i yeah. feel like just a lot of people need to just go all right it's going to be a bit ad hoc but let's just yeah. start and just see where the ball yeah. Get it rolling yeah. and see where it goes. Yeah, and don't get too sort of stuck in detail at the moment. Just get started, see, you know, and then it'll evolve. I think that's oh, – I, I mean, that's happened with me with various things. You sort of overthink it to the point where you just don't do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, you've sort of made up your mind in your head. Let's just That's do it. We don't like know it. what it's going to look like. And it, ne- it never it never looks like what you think it is going to in your head when you start. No. No. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> it's okay. And if it's not exactly, and you're not happy with it, we stop. You can yeah, stop at it's some okay. point. Yeah. It's, and it's okay to stop. It's okay if you tried. Like, yeah. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Just chill out, everyone. <laughs> what are you worried about? <laughs> Just relax. What's next thing. for you? So you've got the book. You've got when? Got some got kids' books. Timeline on the kid, that first kids' book? The uh, no. No. You're so oh, I've got a oh, lot of Oh, you're looking for, you're, sorry, you're looking for a. Got a lot book. of the illustrations yeah. together, but I'm um, just in pitching stage. Awesome. So yeah. just going to send it out to just pretty, Quite, mu- well, pretty much just like the, I don't know how I lucked on the first one. I was just <laughs> messaged a friend that I used to work in publishing with and she was like, oh, you should send it to Paul. So I was like, oh, I'm going to send it to Paul. It works so many times though, right? And then so I just need that weird thing to happen again yeah. where someone's like, oh, you should send it to Mary. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Mary, Mary gave me a publishing deal. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Mary. Brilliant. She's a great lady, Mary. Oh. Um, why kids' books? Uh, I had... So, I was... I don't know. I feel like there's this... You're a big kid. I'm a big kid, and I love the imagination. Like, kids have the... They're just... They're yeah. funny. They have the weirdest imaginations, yeah. and they just say funny things. Like... Yeah. Actually, I had the got the biggest compliment from your kid the other day. Yeah. So I made this lemon meringue pie. Yeah. Just to humble brag on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it was delicious. <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> Check it out on Ari, Instagram. Ari was saying, he's like, <laughs> he was saying, this is so delicious. I can't stop eating this. And he just keeps like shoveling it into his face <laughs> at the same time. And I'm like, no one's ever going to like, no influence or anyone if I ever open a restaurant is going to give me as good a review no. as that. This kid's just honest and pure. And there's something like kids are that. Oh, They're just so yeah. honest. Yeah. And yeah, kids are so honest and there's no filter normally. <laughs> and they will just, yeah. and they will just, and I'm sure you've witnessed it. You know, uh, how they just tell you exactly how they even, feel. <laughs> yeah. Kids books. They're on the horizon. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I'm going to let you get out of here. Uh, I'm going to remind you that you've got a key. Oh, mate. I can't believe you've done this to me. Just for the record, if I lose it, I'm not responsible. There. Well, now it's on tape. Okay. Okay. Tape. It's yeah, on tape. yeah. I have, I have handed. No, no. I'll look after it. I am I appreciate responsible. You having me on and taking the key. No, well. it's been great. Thanks so much for coming down. No and I'm not, excited to see how this podcast. Yeah, well, just, yeah. I'll, I'll be an avid listener to continue to be on awesome. in the future. So it's well, great. Thank you. Thank you, and I, I hope that people can uh, can enjoy it for what it is. And if they, if they, you know, I've said all along, if people aren't into it, they won't listen. But people <laughs> that are into it will listen. That's just you know, that's all I can do. It's not it's long and the short of it. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, thank you so much, man. No worries. It's been thank great. You. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to seeing the Velvet Arches at the market next Ooh, week. Should be Couple spicy. Don't have everyone does this. Okay. Well, no, don't be sucked in by the curly potato. Yeah, I've stick. heard that. Have you seen them? You've told me about that. I think yeah, you've given me that warning. Yeah, it's at most markets. And maybe maybe I'm just being a bit of a snob and I haven't yeah. actually had them myself. Oh. But I kind of, <laughs> just for the price and what I'm getting, okay. potato on a stick, Yeah, I'm looking at it going, no. Nah. And the line's huge. Yeah, right. No, nah, I don't do lines. So don't be sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Thanks, man. Thank you. Cheers.